0: mike taylor live is presented by texas cheer liquor
1: and now live from oahu mike taylor
2: ah greetings it's the g-man on with us tonight we have a guest we don't always have them i like to only have them on when they're going to be good Well, there's somebody of note, and I anticipate this will be a good guest, and it's also somebody of note, as we have announced in the last few weeks that we are partners, proud partners, no BS. We are very hyped to be involved with the Austin Gamblers. Uh, Gosh, two months ago, I probably started talking to J.J. Gotch, the CEO of the Gamblers, a guy I've known for a long time. And when he decided to get out of the baseball business and get into the bull riding business... I thought that's pretty badass, and I can't think of anything more Texan, anything I'd rather be involved with that's more Texas than bull riding talk. So here we are, and the Austin Gamblers are one of our sponsors, which means that we kiss their butt every time we come on the air. But it also means that we interview their people. But this isn't kissing butt. This, you know, this is, this this is this is one of those ones that it's like this is a fun partnership, and I hope it lasts for a long, long time. And cause we're all kind of doing something new together. I'm getting reacquainted with bull riding. I used to go all the time when I was a kid in Fort worth at the old fat, fat stock show back in the day, but I have not been in a long, long time. And now with PBR getting into this team business and Austin getting a team timing worked out for both of us. So tonight boys, I've got DGLG and I've got Puma back in the station in San Antonio. We have, I'm assuming, I'm assuming from somewhere in the Austin area, maybe Cedar park, I'm guessing. It is Michael Gaffney, the head coach of the Austin Gamblers. On with us, who tells us that mostly he's called G or G Man or both of. Them. Which one is him, it? G?
0: It's all about keeping it simple, there, Mike. So it would okay. be G or G right. Man, absolutely. Mike.
2: Very good. Well, thank you for doing this. I won't keep you too long tonight. Where were you at? You at home? Where were you living? Cedar Park, probably.
0: I, I'm guessing. I, and we we were living cedar park um we just moved about two weeks ago into a different house it actually has an austin address so we were in cedar park up two weeks ago so you you were right on both accounts we moved down here my wife and son and i about will it be a year ago in in july for him to play uh soccer ah so okay and and we moved down here exclusively for that and then uh, another and and then this kind of fell in my lap uh geographically speaking yeah. Um, because the Austin Gamblers being established here by the the Durbin family, Egon and Abby, so it just mm-hmm. it worked out great for me.
2: You you were just, you just happened to be here and thought well hell Gaffney's up the road let's call him that really is kind of how it worked huh?
0: It's it's absolutely that's what happened. Um, kind of been old and washed up since 2004 it was my last bullet at the at the World Finals and yeah. and ever since that time I, I moved into the broadcast booth for. Uh, a number of years until 2010, doing the show on television, being the, the been there, done that guy, the the, the analyst, and, uh, and then moved away from that. My son was two years old, and I've been more or less a, a soccer dad since that time. And uh, and here I am now, back in the world of bull riding. So it's great. It's, it's
2: funny you say soccer, dad, because I think I was going to – the obvious question is, well, are you going to get your kids into bull riding? Well, I guess the answer is no. Hell, soccer uh, can be – now, soccer, you may not get gored by a horn – Soccer is no joke, guys. People get hurt playing soccer for real. I'm sure you know it.
0: I tell you what, we we didn't play soccer back in New Mexico growing up. I just I didn't understand the game. You know, we had traditional sports obviously in southern New Mexico. My dad was a a fighter pilot in Vietnam and stationed in southern New Mexico at Holloman Air Force Base. And um, again, we had you know he was a baseball player out of Iowa, and so I never I never knew the sport of soccer and didn't appreciate it. I figured if yeah. you couldn't hit somebody on a field, then then why why play the game? <laughs> but right. it is it's really physical. It's a real sure. thinking game, and and I've got a whole new level and appreciation for the game.
2: All right, well, former world champion rider himself, Mike is, and you said you were in broadcasting for a minute, moved down to the Austin area. So, when they why'd you say yes to coach? I, is it it's weird? It's just weird. The team aspect is something I'm completely unfamiliar with till this year. So it's not manager. It's not boss man. It's coach. You're the head coach.
0: That's right. And, and you're right. It's always been a very individualistic sport. It always has been. You know, back when I, in my pro days and, and all the other guys, the other coaches that is, that are doing the other seven teams, I mean, it is. We, we went down the road going to rodeos and then we broke away from the, the traditional PRCA sanctioned rodeos back in the, uh, the early 90s and formed mm-hmm. the PBR after a, a sanctioned bull riding out in Arizona and we started the PBR, it was a pipe dream, and here we are 30 years later, and, and we're having this team concept, which is an absolute, um, it's a fantastic thing because of, I think you have that camaraderie naturally in the locker room amongst all of us individuals. Yeah. But now with that team concept, Mike, you have that, um, that group and that responsibility that you really never had before. And so you're responsible to your other teammates. And, uh, and I really, truly, and we've seen that. We've, I hate to say dabbled, but the PBR has dabbled in these team type um, events, uh, namely the Global Cup. We have PBR offices that we've opened in Australia, Mexico, Canada, uh, Brazil. And, and so the Global Cup is kind of our, our version of the Olympics in bull riding. And we just had it just um, a matter of uh, about a month and a half ago at Arlington Stadium, AT&T there. And country against country, head-to-head type competition, and it has that team format. And we've been really successful doing that. And so this concept and platform of, of, of franchises from the city, like the city of Austin, the city of Nashville, and, and so on and so forth, Fort Worth, the Rattlers up there. Um, we're, we're really looking forward to bringing that to to the Austinites and, and showing them what their professional bull riding team can do against the others across the country.
2: Pretty cool. So, why? How do you coach bull riders? How do you coach a team? Like, what's your job?
0: You, you know what? When 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 you talk about coaching and, and the Global Cup again, I refer back to that because there is a team mm-hmm. captain slash coach that that uh, whether it be the, for the Brazilians or the Canadians. The Mexicans out of Mexico and so on and so forth, um, and I think, you know, these are professionals. They wouldn't be at this level if they weren't. So I think, from a, a perspective of a coach, I'm more, um, and I hate to say a glorified cheerleader, but I'm I'm there to kind of tweak them in mm-hmm. in the in the little nuances and the and the things that they may be doing, but maybe could be doing better and more efficiently, and and that's what you know the old been there done that old washed up guy like myself could hopefully pinpoint and and you got to remember Mike. these are kids i mean these kids i'm sitting across for the first time these kids uh one of them specifically back in in our tour in in st louis back in february i'm sitting across from him austin richardson you know he was born in 2001 i mean these guys are 19 20 year old kids and, you know, and it being 52 years old, I am truly, I'm like a grandfather to them. So, yeah. wow. um, so again, you know, they are professionals, but hopefully we as coaches, myself and the other seven coaches who've, who've um, been rodeo cowboys and professional bull riders ourselves and, and basically the ones who started the PBR back in the 90s can, can give them the old tip or two to make them better and more efficient at, at, mm-hmm. at their job and what they do.
2: So I have I I used to go all the time. I grew up in Fort Worth, and so we went to the stock yeah. show all the time every sure. year. And sure. I, gosh, just lost track of it. Started went to college and got into high school, and just lost track of rodeo. I was always aware of it, but so it's been I'm getting reacquainted with it after gosh 30 years. I guess I couldn't have picked yeah. the best time to do it. So I, yeah. I so I open up. I start as soon as I found out that JJ was going to get involved with the August, he's a buddy of mine. I started getting into it and reading up on it, getting up to speed on the information. When the hell did the Brazilians take over? Forgive my ignorant question, half, half, the, half the champions are from Brazil. How'd that happen?
0: Well, I, I will tell you this. And, and because of my history and being a big part of that, our first world champion that we crowned in the PBR was a Brazilian and ended up being a three-time world champion, Adrian Rice. He yeah. was, he was the pioneer that came Mike from yeah. Brazil. And he was actually my traveling partner. Um, and we made it to our last national finals where in 1996, I mean, the man was just a, a beast and an amazing athlete himself. I mean, to win, he won his third world title to give you an idea. I mean, this is, these are bulls that I I can't describe to audience what, what it takes to do this at, at a young age, much less at, uh, at 30. And then at mid thirties, he won his third world title when he was 36 years old. I mean, I retired at 35 and a half and I will tell you, I was, I was broken and busted. I mean, with all the injuries and the, you know, I just had my first, uh, replacement surgery back last January. I mean, I truly am like a new man with it, Wow! but it's, it is such a, and you know, enough, you know, going to the stock show in Fort Worth and the other rodeos that you've attended and watched, I mean, it is truly a brutal sport. And, and, and the bull riding being, I think the only standalone event in rodeo, we we have that we have that allure to the common uh sports fan because of you know you've got one great cowboy athlete and you've got one great animal athlete going head to head and it is it is it is truly a spectacle and it's a physical uh specimen of of each on each party and it's yeah. it, there's nothing like it there truly isn't
2: I was gonna ask you you mentioned you mentioned having replacement surgery what would you have would you have replaced a shoulder
0: Shoulder, I'm sorry. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was guessing. Shoulder. Yeah, I was guessing.
2: Yep. So you know, you know, you're going to get banged up and have to deal with injuries probably forever. Maybe you make a few bucks if you get lucky. I've always thought bull riders must be a little bit nuts, but you <laughs> you seem like the most normal guy on the planet, Mike. So I like, but you got to There's there's something in you that y'all are a little bit nuts. Why where yeah, the hell yeah. do you get it? Why why do you choose bull riding? What is it? What chemically gets in there the first time you do that? Where you're like shit? I'm going to keep doing this.
0: What is yeah. it? You know, the only thing that I can attribute to that, too, is is the, is the love of excitement. And, and I don't I never considered myself the old the old adage of, of uh, adrenaline junkie. I mean, of course, I loved it. I grew up skiing and I yeah. I did those types of sports and, and I loved hitting people on the football field. I loved uh, really rough sports. Uh, my dad was an, uh, an athlete. Um, was gonna pl- play pro baseball and got drafted in the korean war and ended up in fighter jets in vietnam and and what i'm saying that for is he he never understood that he never understood why i would ever choose the occupation that i did and yeah. and without boring you with too many details my mother was the, the the horse enthusiast from iowa she grew up in a little yeah. small town in iowa midwestern you know midwestern uh, gal. And she always wanted a horse. So I had my first shell and pony when I was two and a half years old. Oh, okay. So one thing led to the other um, that, that ended up putting me in that in that rodeo arena at six years old, getting on my first bucking steer. Mm-hmm. So right. the, and, and that's the evolution for, for me. And then in the high school rodeo and then the college rodeo, I, I had all my college paid for because I was on a rodeo scholarship in West Texas. And those schools like that are all over the nation, which a lot of people don't know. Um, yeah. That uh, there are you know bodies like that, universities have rodeo programs, and then and then an actual transition in, into the pro ranks. Right.
2: All right. We got. We, I mentioned the Brazilians and how prominent they have been for a long, long time. Yeah. Y'all got the number one overall pick the other day, and so here's what we always want to do. This is in all the sports. We always want to say, "Oh my gosh, this new kid, blah blah blah. He's done this in the first five, six, seven, eight years." Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he must be one of the all-time great quarterbacks already. Or man, this new basketball player, I mean, he's already got to be top 20. For real, where's this kid Jose, I call him the kid. Jose, where does Jose rank? All-time. Um, or is that even fair to do to him
0: yet? It it is fair to do this to him and all. He's that you, good. I, it he he is truly yeah. that good and and you're going to get I mean maybe you've researched this, maybe you have an idea, but a lot mm-hmm. of your fans probably don't or your listeners this this man is a soccer player from Brazil. Yeah. He was he was heading and ha- always has been an aspiring professional soccer player. At seventeen years old, his dad dabbled apparently in bull riding and, and grew up in the country, and and so he had that in, in his, you know, in his atmosphere in his background with his father riding bulls. Uh, but at seventeen years old, he decided to put down the soccer ball and his great talent athleticism that he that he is. And he picked up a bull rope and in in those short years between the age of 17 to now he's 25 years old i mean his first year on the pbr tour tour down in brazil he qualified he won their finals down there long story short here we are uh, just a handful of years later he's won the world title twice right he won our world finals the first time he ever showed up here that's no easy feat in itself to go and ride five six seven straight bulls in a row to our world finals against the best guys in the world uh that type of pressure that that type of money up for grabs um and then he wins two titles he was up for his third this year at fort worth at the new dickies arena just this last uh week two weekends ago yeah um and he'd been out he'd already been hurt several times this year um caught basically caught up to everybody mike and then he takes a shot into the guts breaks four ribs that we know of if not five or six punctures a lung and and two days later i'm post-draft after we get the inaugural first pick draft we picked him because he's such a an amazing athlete and, and rodeo uh, bull rider bull riding athlete um he's back having with us at the draft sitting there helping us pick the other guys two days later with all these ribs broken and the collapsed lung. i mean yeah the guys the guy is truly a, an amazing individual
2: how long do you think he's going to be out or limited before y'all can really showcase him?
0: He will. He will be back riding. Uh, our first event this year on the inaugural season of the teams is in Cheyenne, um, yeah. the end of August, uh, Excuse me, end of July, twenty um, yeah. fifth and twenty sixth, uh, I believe is what it is. So we're talking another what, you know not quite two months, and he'll yeah. be riding this. Yeah, okay.
2: You, you anticipate he'll be there for the open, for the opening. I guess what do yes. you call them tournaments? It's like a bunch. No. of, You mentioned the individuality of the sport. It's almost like a bunch of Ryder Cups.
0: Once it, a it, month, there's a new Ryder Cup. Yeah, it, it is. But yeah. what we're calling our games and games. what they are is going to be with the eight teams. We're going to head. We're going to have head to head competition each of the three nights. So awesome. you have eight teams and and our team and say the rattlers will battle head to head friday night they'll get on a bull mm-hmm. we'll get on a bull they'll get on a bull until each team has ridden five bulls or get up you know has gotten on five bulls mm-hmm. and then the winner of that that competition will win that game that night and then yeah. you've got the other the other six teams that'll do head to head that same night and we'll have 40 total bull rides obviously yeah. and then we'll do it the next the next night again and then we'll do it the third night and then the the bonus what we're calling if there's any ties with with how many games each team has won we're gonna have a bonus round from from each of the teams to come back to that bonus round on the third day if there are ties uh, to break the tie so it's, it's so damn like exciting a, I, I can't believe y'all hadn't
2: thought about this before I'm I'm glad it's here now this is gonna blow up and change this sport hopefully it, this it is, is. Gonna, it is gonna get way it, more popular
0: think, it, it will Mike and I think again it, it, if if people have seen the format with the global cup and I always go back to that because I'm telling you, um, yeah. of course the, 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 the stadium at is, is, is in itself just a fantastic venue, but to have that event and to, and to do that, we've done that a number of years now and it really is a, just a, it elevates everybody from a riding perspective to the comp, you know, just the overall allure of our fans. They've really gotten behind it and it's just – it's truly going to change like you think and like you see, and you knowing the the sport well enough, it really is going to raise the bar uh, amazingly, I believe.
2: Well, that's awesome. Well, good luck, man. And, uh, I mean, you got big fans in us already, and the event in Austin will be in, what, third week of August is what's in my head, I think, yeah. That's right. That's right. Looking forward to that. All right, Michael. Man, I'd like to have you on again once the season gets rolling. And so I was – I was, how do you, at the, forgive my, again, forgive my ignorance. I feel like these, all these, all these layman questions are appropriate, no, though. It's, it's how do you fantastic. determine at the end of the weekend who won the game?
0: You say that like, one more time.
2: This one team, like you got all the, all the teams show up. Yep. Who won? How do you, how do you measure who won and what's a, what's a good weekend? We came in third. Is that good? Or I mean, how do I know well, what success look like with the team?
0: I think from a coach perspective, I'm going in there to, to win first. And and, yeah. and so to kind of reiterate, I mean, I think, you know, after we have those three days of competition, the man and the, the men, the, the team that ends up with the most wins with yeah. the aggregate win uh, of yeah. all of the, the, the three nights is going to be declared the winner of each game, okay. each game weekend. So, right. uh, and of course we've got 10 of those. We've got from Cheyenne all the way leading up to, Obviously, our event there in end of August, and a couple more, and then we'll culminate at the uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, there, the first part of November for our 11th and final event of the season to determine the uh, the true champion of teams there in Las Vegas in November.
2: All right, man. Well, good luck. I mean, we got the best guy on the planet. We got a former world champion coach. No pressure, but we expect we expect good things. I know you do. No too,
0: pressure. No pressure. Oh. I won't hold. Yeah, uh, hold me high regard there. We'll, we'll try to do our city proud. And I think they'll, like I said, I think they'll enjoy the, enjoy the guys, the most humble, uh, amazing athletes. I think our fan fans here in, in town and in Austin will really enjoy this. All right, Michael, good
2: luck, man. We'll be in touch again. I appreciate it very much. All right. Go gamblers. All right. Very good. All right. That's Michael. That's Michael Gaffney G man, the head coach of the gamblers. Like if you met that guy, I just bumped into that dude somewhere. But you have no idea. He's like a former professional bull riding world champion, like world champion, co founder of the PBR. Last time you rode a horse, Boomer. Or any, what time last time you uh, rode yeah, a horse actually i know you yet. hadn't ridden it's a like, bull <laughs> it's been no god no unless one yeah, of you dumb had got got dared to jump on one at your grandpa's farm or something
3: okay well yes if you count that <laughs> yes i mean if you count I bet you won't jump on his ass unsanctioned bull riding at my oh. grandparents land then oh. yes i've done that before now the last Uh, Yeah, I mean, without judges, no. It's been it's been three at least three years. I mean, I've still got a buddy who he does uh, he does all of the you know downtown or not all of them. He runs a company that does uh, downtown, you know, Fort Worth Sundance Square, yeah. uh, what what you might call it uh carriage rides and then he does okay uh horseback guided tours through the state park in our in my hometown so i mean it's been right. anytime i'm back around him whether i want to or not i find myself uh back back in a saddle and it's more times than not. It's I find myself not wanting to be there, but he just literally says, "Don't be a fucking pussy. Get on there. Let's go." And it's like, okay. Well, when you put it that way, I guess yeah. Let's let's yeah. go ride horseback uh, through the river bottom like we used to. Yeah. Well, you are the worst
2: possible physical specimen to be riding bulls. Anyway, those guys are all oh, smaller God, than yeah. me. They're all like oh. five foot six, buck forty. No, like the uh, like the greatest bull rider of, of all time. <laughs> A lot of time i know yeah, you'll bet you're just too damn long the greatest writer of all time if it's not this kid jose uh Lemmy that they drafted the brazilian is a badass dude by the name of jb monty jb monty is probably the greatest bull rider in the last 30 years probably and he weighs 140 pounds he's a little bitty dude now he'd whip our asses in a fight but he's okay. Speak for I, yourself, I'm tall. Little, no, he would beat man. your ass.
3: Speak for yourself, little man. <laughs> he
2: would kick your ass. JB Monty would beat your ass.
3: There are few people. I would love to see it happen. There are few people, 120 pounds that could win. 40, my ass. 140. Oh, he oh, oh, beat oh, your ass. oh, I'm sorry. I'm so Those 20 extra pounds are really gonna You're, make you know, a lot of difference.
2: When's the last time you had? When's the last time you took a swing at a man? I think you'd be tired after 10 uh, seconds.
3: I think i could be surprised
2: I you and you might beat me up in a fight there's no way we could grapple like in a ring you'd kill me i'm really but good at old.
3: maintaining i could outrun you i'd get of you course. tired are you sh- really yeah i i do a lot no, of holding I, I think, you I think down. i'd have you huffing and puffing i do a yeah. lot of holding you down while i all right now i can wep one more all right now, hold on let me take See, a that's tracks.
2: just it if you get a hold of me, I'm done. That's, that's the key. It's, I'm Correct. like a rooster making you just run around like most Rocky people chasing a rooster. that
3: weigh less than 140, 140 <laughs> pounds and less. Yeah. Most of those people I can just hold down while I regain <laughs> energy. No, All right, so, I, I, I haven't swung well, yeah. on anybody in a while. It's yeah, been, it's, that's it's, good. It, Honestly, it's to be been swinging. too long. It's been, oh, it, this point, you don't need to be swinging. It's been on closer to 10 years than zero. At least.
2: Uh, well, that's good. needs needs to get to 20. You don't need to be hitting people. 38 year old, 37 year old man. All right. The first. I'm 36. Six. I always forget don't that. Don't make first, me. <laughs> still, don't be punching nobody. The first event of the PBR season series, the team versus team, is late July. But there's one. The one in Austin at the mood is August 26, 27, the 28th. The last. I, I misspoke. I said the third weekend. It's the last weekend of August is when they'll be doing that uh, in in our area. So support the Austin Gamblers, the official bull riding team of Mike Taylor Live presented by Texas Cheer Liquor. All right, cool. Uh, subscribe to this show. Hit like. Uh, shoot us a tip if you want to via the Buy Me a Coffee link. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Live. You can join our super chats, three bucks, to leave us a, a chat in there. And support us and keep us employed in doing this show. Michael had some audio issues, and DJ LG claims it was on his end, not ours, and we're good right l g it wasn't my fault I didn't do eh, nothing it wasn't no way. Was we got
1: it was it was all good. I wish it
2: wasn't okay. bad at what, all. I awful. wish
3: y'all I wish everybody could see LG when he has to scramble behind the scenes because <laughs> it the, was fine. the sheer panic that is just of like, <laughs> well, look, man, we tested it. It didn't sound like this.
2: Yeah. I don't know what it else. It was to do. it was
1: audible. It just had a little background noise
3: to it. That's all.
2: But it was, it was still
1: audible and perfectly fine. We've oh, had I... we've had way worse issues on this show. Oh, Oh, way worse. Yeah,
3: I mean, we've had we've had way worse issues from hosts. I would have stopped it if it was that bad. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, we <laughs> have. <laughs> there have been we times have. where your audio was worse than uh, G Man's.
2: Yeah, and your video it's been yeah. pretty bad at yeah, times too. It's been pretty solid. Pretty bad. Well, your asses way. better get ready because after Thursday, you won't. You'll be seeing me next to you for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Quite a while.
3: <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> what kind of reaction?
2: oh yeah see what's more of an ass whip trying to get me on from the hellscape or having me in the room because you always see put out my to troubleshoot but you know the room's easier to troubleshoot but the setup's more difficult and you never know when i'm gonna get sick and make everybody sick by sneezing everywhere like last yeah that yeah that's true
1: because you don't cover your damn mouth when you sneeze you just like blast like in my direction
2: well i don't want that shit all over
3: my hand You'll cough into your elbow. <laughs> I mean, so, that doesn't work. Like, like, get that doesn't a cloth or something. That does so no, you, the don't more, want, no, the, you don't want that shit on your hand, but you want yeah. it on all of our bodies. Well, the more we all get coronavirus, the, no,
2: the more we all get coronavirus, I'm probably had it at least twice, oh, the man. more immune we'll all get to it. So maybe I did oh, yeah. you a favor by making You sound like
3: sick. the yeah. dirty bastard at the orgy in the 70s. Look, the more <laughs> we all get crabs, <laughs> it won't be a big deal. It'll be fine. Yeah, have a little yeah. hey, gonorrhea. At some point,
1: everybody
2: will have Everyone's it. Everyone's going to have matter? it. So why are you looking why is everybody looking at me <laughs> right y'all invited me are you are you not satisfied and entertained well you're welcome you so obviously wanted all 11 inches so you invited me you knew what i was <laughs> stricken eh, with like We're like seven and a half, but good enough. We get, we got it. We got it done. I would think a dude that's getting
3: getting invited to orgies in the seventies with visible STDs was probably working with more than seven and a half. Well, he's obvious. The, the,
2: the ugly guy that's there. He's the one that he had. He brings a punch, right? Correct. If you're the ugly dude, you know, there's a reason why he got invited, and it's not because of his looks.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, but then, uh, then you know, the he's, Ron, the Ron he's Jeremy the wild of the group, guard. yeah, a Ron <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Then yeah, then you start yeah, thinking the like, well, man, how like, like how like how crazy is this guy? <laughs> like, what, what am I? <laughs> like, what, why, how did he get the invite? What are we dealing with here?
2: I mean, Puma's that guy, big, tall, gangly guy, long ass hair. <laughs> That checks you, ever, out. You, you, you keep that Rangers cap on while you're in that, in that mood, in that moment. I hope you do. Uh, you'd I mean, be proud be so of me. Badass. No, I, uh, I went. No, yes! oh, keep the yes! Rangers hat yes! on. It's fucking no. badass. Only no. if it. Come only out, if no. it is. No.
3: Oh, oh I like that. Yeah, that's uh, oh. yeah, exact, that's exact. <laughs> keep the hat on and I scream, come on now, Spurs. Literally, I'm co- coming now, Spurs. That's what I scream. Exactly. Have you done yeah. that
2: yet with Steph as a gang? You said you were going to do it many weeks ago. I don't think I you've done it
3: yet. How can I do it now after we literally had listeners Listeners tell me that they did that oh, themselves. Like up, I can't no. do it. Like uh, they, don't they won guys. the gag. The gag is over. They, no, they live are the
2: gag. It's your no, won one. Take it back from them. No, we had some yeah. listeners tell us the other night at the hangar that he screams out, come on now spurs on occasion in that most intimate of moments. So you need to do that to take the power he, back and roll on it. And let he us being a, a listener of the correct. show, not, not underdog, not Puma. Yeah.
3: <laughs> correct.
1: No, yeah. no. I'm he, trying to. I, I'm listener trying to get, came up correct. to you. Right. <laughs> I'm, the I'm the trying
2: hanger. to get Puma to do it. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Take the power
2: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to yeah. hear it. I want. I want to oh, put the cell phone oh. down and roll on it. Yeah, funny. Take
3: the, take the power back. Yeah, reclaim yeah. the power of the phrase. Come on now, Spurs. It's your slogan.
2: Don't let them have it.
3: I'm, got I'm 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 a share. I'm more than happy to let them <laughs> use my catchphrase as they are uh, uh, creating the next generation of Spurs fans.
2: I had quite the moment in an intimate scene the other night myself. I didn't scream out come on now Spurs. But something funny happened. Just uh are you setting us up to tell us
3: more? Or
1: yeah, waiting just, for guesses. <laughs> No. So
2: I said you know, only I li- two
3: fingers, not four. What the hell do you no,
2: think I-, no, I live on the 25th floor here, right? Beautiful view, uh-huh. very romantic. It's very, it's what makes this apartment. You've not seen it. You've seen it in pictures. Probably you've, you've uh, seen photos of the outside you, of my balcony. You face
3: lived me and, uh, turned the camera straight down and gave me a panic attack.
2: Yeah. Yes. I've seen yes. the, I've seen it. So I've got this amazing view here that overlooks Waikiki and downtown Honolulu. And in the background is Diamond Head, the dormant volcano. He's got got that crooked top because it used to be a cone, right? But thousands of years ago, it blew up. And so now it looks like a half-eaten ice cream cone. It's really cool.
3: Looks like Arbud
2: Dwyer's head. Pretty much. It looks like what's left over of Arbud Dwyer. It's beautiful, and you've got the ocean back in the background. It's beautiful and romantic. And it's really romantic and beautiful at nighttime, too. So last week, my girlfriend visited, as you know. If you weren't aware of that, my girlfriend came uh to see me in the Hellscape. So to speak. Nina. Okay. <laughs> don't be that, don't be like that. Well, I hope <laughs> no, it's a good time. And so we're out here on the balcony, smoking a joint on, and drinking some wine, having a great time. And we were, we were in clothes, but so she were, she wears glasses, right? It's, it's most of y'all that know who she is. She wears these thick black frame glasses. And so we. You know, the moment struck us. It's at night. We're out here on the on the they call them lanais in Hawaii, and you know, just a romantic moment. You know, it's my girlfriend. You know, it's a beautiful moment. So yeah, I went in Rome. We start we start kissing out here on the lanai, man. You know, with that beautiful scene in the, and and it's just beautiful. It was romantic. It was awesome. And she had taken her glasses and put them up on top of her head, right? And <laughs> i got a little bit handsy you know i'm a hand talker and i'm 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 a hands i'm a handsy guy these when i'm making out these hands do things you know you know how we do and dude (laughs) i like ran my hand up the back of her head you know in that moment and i forgot it was dark and so i forgot she had her glasses up on top of her head did you launch her glasses dude no. 25 fucking stories no. man yeah not kidding what I, day, I hit her what day of the week well thankfully she brought two pair okay she had two that pair. was my next Thank question god.
3: okay okay oh that my was, god because like, i didn't imagine, know i was in panic be, imagine being in this aesthetically pleasing paradise and Beautiful. not being able to see anything outside <laughs> of just three inches in front of your
2: house. no we would i would have taken her the very next morning and gotten taking her to somewhere and gotten glasses or gotten sure, temporary something. contact, something to no, I, 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 clip her glasses and they go, Foop. I go, boy, where the,? she goes? Oh no, my glasses. I go, oh shit. And I, and it was dark. So I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm thinking surely that it, surely I didn't knock them off the balcony. Surely Again, 25 surely. stories up, man. And I'm looking down like, oh my God, don't, I don't, I didn't want to step on them because it was dark on my porch out there. And she's like, I go, I go. Surely I didn't knock them off the side. Like, no, no. So she, we turned the turn the light on on the phone, and we're looking and looking, and looking. Holy shit, they're not up here. Like, oh, fuck! I knocked them. They went off the side of the balcony. And so down below us is the pool area. That's it's it's a big pool and concrete with trees and like a grassy patch. A knoll. Not the one. A knoll. Say. Sure. And I thought, oh God! I'm so she's laughing, and I'm feeling like I feel horrible. I've just ruined our intimate moment, you know. Full blown Durham Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> full, blown, full blown,
3: full blown seventh grader getting to touch Durham titties Bulls. for the first time. Just whoa, holy! Oh, hell, man!
2: Red alert, man. Just, red oh. alert bull. Dude, I hit the fucking mascot, you know. I mean, I. <laughs> So thank you, Tulsa State Fair Skyride. It's a weird name, but thank you anyway. So I'm like, should we go down there and try to find them? I'm why? Fuck it, let's just. So I'm like, I wanted to go see what shape they were in, and I thought, I thought, well, maybe they, maybe they landed in the grass. It's 25
0: <laughs> but,
3: stories up, though. Even you if know? it's
2: grass, I don't think you know, they're gonna be. In, I mean, so we get on the elevator. She's an angel and is laughing and taking it. Not she's not upset in the least. She thought it was funny. She saw the funny in it. Thank God, cause I felt awful. Thank God she had another pair. So we get all the way down there and we we walk into the, and the pool area is closed. It closes at eleven. It's probably midnight here. And so when I, I beep us in the pool, we walk in there and we're and we're walking around. you have to walk around this corner to get over to where the glasses would have fallen underneath my where my apartment is in conjunction with the building. And before we get over there, the fucking security guard bust out of this secret door somewhere. What are you doing? What the, he scared the shit <laughs> out of me and I wheeled around and it's his security guard and he's got his, got his toy cop suit on his jacket and his security and his badge, got his hat. And he's official with his, got his flashlight. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I go, oh, I figured he'd realize that I'm not a kid and I live here. And I go, oh excuse me no I her glasses fell off the balcony, and he he's like he gave us he I could tell on his face he's thinking bullshit he thought we were just two drunks raiding the pool late at night to have fun in the pool, right because it's closed I wasn't going to get in the pool it's freezing ass cold at that time of night. And I go, no, no. He's like, he goes, what apartment do you live in? I'm like, I'm in 2507. He's like, what's your name? You shouldn't
3: have even told him any of that. You should have said it doesn't goddamn matter. Well, I told I you know. I'm coming down here I told him reason. I live
2: here. My girlfriend's glasses fell off the balcony. I live on the top floor. You should. Yeah. And, and I don't and want he's some psychopath to a,
3: stop. rent-a-cop knowing exactly which unit it is. I'm down Every here. Much. I pay yeah, for I it. I'm looking for a set of no. glasses.
2: I didn't want to be an asshole. I've got Nina's with me, you know. She'd only been there like a two day. I'm just trying to be, keep it cool, and I was stoned and fucking drunk too. So I'm, you know. Oh, that's even more. That's even more trying to time keep it together. To be an asshole. No, trying to keep no. it together. Nah. No. So he follows us, and I'm like. I could tell he was t- telling me, he wanted us to stop. I'm like, I wasn't going to stop. Fuck you. I needed to prove to him that I wasn't lying by looking for these glasses. And so we kept walking around the corner and he follows us around the corner. He goes, I'm going to have to kick you out of here. If you don't tell me, you know, he was like, "Baba," I, I have one pigs. Like I'm going to kick you out of here. I'm like, and then I looked and thank God the light was on at the pool. And I look up on the knoll, the grassy knoll. And there were the glasses. So I'd be lying over there to the glasses. And just to show him, see, I'm not lying, and not some twenty year old punk kid. I didn't sneak into the premises. I fucking pay a lot of money to live here. They really did fall off the balcony. What is what was? I'm not going to come look for the glasses. So he's being a dick, but I'm. I, I the whole thing's so funny though that we're laughing. You know, we're both Nina and I are both just laughing. But I'm 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 aware that the security guard's pissed off. But of course, he didn't like the fact that we're laughing either. You know, or we're, how we're, how dare we laugh at him? You know, not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the scenario. You know, so I run over there and like, oh my God, here are the glasses, and to show him, look, we're not lying. Here are her glasses, and then he then he got how funny it was, and he actually chuckled a little bit. Thank God. And he was like, now what apartment do you live in again? I'm like, dude, I live in twenty five oh seven. My name's Mike. I can even give you the owner of my condo's name. I, I wanted to cooperate, even though you're right, I was probably didn't really have to give him that kind of information. But I didn't want to be a dick. I didn't want to get put on the naughty list. And so we found the glasses and one of the lenses had popped out. Thank God it was, it was, thank God it hit the grass. I'm thinking maybe it bounced into the tree, and maybe that kind of helped the fall, the fall some. Yeah. Because one. What do you call the, what do you call the arms at the arm? What do you pull me? You wear glasses. That's that the arm the uh, thing that goes around your ear. That's the glasses
3: that um. uh, yeah. Yes. Like, I don't do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know anything about glasses. The I just time know time my Goes around your that. ear. Sure. What the hell do you call that yeah, the, Orgo, the the side of arm. my glasses? Yeah. Let's go with that.
2: One yeah. of the sides had popped off. One of the lenses had popped out and that's it. They weren't sh- the gl- and it wasn't shattered. The lens was damn. perfectly fine. You could like hold it to your eye and. She can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And so I'm like, oh, good. Scoop that up. Maybe when you take that, take that home, maybe, maybe you can get it fixed or whatever. Thank God she had another pair of glasses or would have been, would have been bad because she never, she doesn't wear contacts very often. And I don't Mm. think she brought them with her. That would have been tough. That would have been. So we get back. The whole thing's hilarious. So on this beautiful, intimate moment, this wonderful moment, I'm trying to, you know, I'm having this wonderful time with her. Boom! My glasses go falling twenty-five damn stories. Like a dumbass. God, I feel like a dumbass. Thank God she took it so. She, I mean, she had the other pair, which, but still, she took it so well and wasn't upset. She realized it was just a funny accident in the throes of passion out here in front of the moonlight, in front of the Throws volcano. Of <laughs> It was a
3: moment of passion. Blaming it on the volcano now. If uh, there had been a fucking volcano in front of me, I would have been able to control my hands. I mean, it's it's just too romantic. I couldn't take it. I got too handsy. It's a, it's the geography. (laughs) It's not me. Everybody knows I'm a sucker for romantic geography, topography.
2: And then she's gonna. uh, She she went today. She's back home, and she went today, and they couldn't fix them, but they. Are, they are going to replace him the exact same kind that she wears all the time in a lot of her own videos on being and G's, man, those black rim glasses. They look great on her. They're going to replace them. And she had a warranty. Thank God. You get one. Apparently her deal. She had, you get one freebie. If you have an accident and I was going to pay for them because I felt bad, but so long story short, everything worked out great she's gonna get a free pair just like that one and should probably have them in a week or less so it worked out well
3: I need to check I need to check into my eye insurance policy on replacements
2: why you have well, you have issues
3: yeah I mean, like, a couple months ago, this set just had a body land on its face, and it got all kinds of bent to
2: the side. Wait a minute. Hey, okay. It sounds you like you didn't. had your own no, romantic just, just mistake.
3: No, 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 you can't, no, can't put that no, out there. No, it's it's fuck that. You can't put that. No, I know. It's no. exactly what it sounds like. No, for more, and here's the boomer. No, no, there's no more. There's no more whatsoever. It's just that. These, if you can tell, they're a little crooked. You know, like, the, oh, that's that's well, just Put a little tape that. in the center. So yeah. Yeah. Why don't well, you, you take your
2: take off so, your glasses when so you're bathing.
3: I, I had my, well, it was a surprise from behind the couch that somebody might or might not have uh, realized I was still wearing my glasses. And it was oh, just, oh, just, oh, <laughs> she just, just plopped over on you. <laughs> Pretty much, brother. Pretty much. and Okay, okay. You and my thought off. was, me like, holy fuck, my glasses. And I pull them off, and they're all kinds of, you know. What a nerd sex moment.
2: Oh, we're going to fuck. Oh, watch out for my glasses.
3: Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that was exactly how that. That's fantastic. God yeah, almighty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need to check right, my I'm... insurance policy. I might, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've I might be able to name. get a replacement.
2: Well, she said she just got this pair in August, so it hadn't been a year, so she had, they were under warranty. You should need to check your warranty, homie.
3: I was about to say, I think mine, uh, I should, yeah. Yeah, I need to check that.
2: Okay. Do yeah, you not been... have a backup pair? Like, what if those got busted right now? Would you be screwed? That's, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah.
3: You need man, to get I'm... a
2: backup pair, I got... man.
3: Okay, I, okay. I, I have I, I have a backup pair, but they only have one arm, as you described. So it's oh, more what, like a... What, what did like a body a, fall on those two? Well, no. Those, <laughs> those might or might have uh, got not gotten set on at a lake party uh, oh, a, couple, God. a couple of
2: years ago. A couple of years ago. God, such a procrastinator. I'm just thankful those things didn't bust all over the concrete or fall in the pool. They just, the blow was softened, but they still couldn't save. I guess it wouldn't matter. They're going to replace them. So that worked out all great. Speaking of pools, I just got off the phone with George from JM pool and spa. Renewing for another go around. They love us hard. We love them back. You ain't lived till you gotten a good dude on Mike Taylor live from Puma. JM pool and spa, swimming pool and spa specialists. Long time. They've been doing pool business here in this area. They will take care of your pool for you. It's fun to have a pool. It's a pain in the ass when something goes wrong, or it's a pain in the ass to keep it up. These boys will do it for you. Monthly service. They do spas, too. The official pool and spa company of Mike Taylor Live is JM Pool and Spa. All right, boys, what are y'all doing? What's going on in your lives? I know I, I, I did this show twice last week, the radio show I was not around for, and... So it's nice to be back doing radio today on iHeart. But I kind of feel like I, I was I was gone along a lot last week. And when y'all saw me, I was in a shitty mood. And I, I was saying this today on the radio show LG to him. That part of me thinks I shouldn't even have done this show last week. Because <clears throat> I was just in no mood to do it. And just felt like, what are we doing here? You know? Especially last Tuesday, the day of the shooting. But I've talked to Puma. He lectured me some Thursday night. And I've talked to others that have reminded me that it's okay to be it's okay to be doing talk shows, I suppose. Um and that's it. I it's okay. I I just part of me felt like I shouldn't be doing this shit.
3: I think the I shows like we last week, week I think the shows last week felt very differently for us individually because you weren't because you and I weren't talking about that as it was playing out in real time, you know, day to day on the radio show. I mean, it like the YouTube shows last week were extremely cathartic because it was after doing the radio show, being able to step away from a microphone for an hour and you know, kind of regathering uh, one's thoughts about the okay. events of you know what a because it was I mean the Tuesday you know, a week ago today was the actual event, but then every day after that, there's been some other you know storyline or detail or you know new report or something else that is just uh, you know snowballed off of the original event, <clears throat> and so being yeah you know getting getting to uh getting to actually you know get on here and vent versus trying to still do i mean i'll i'll, I'll to peel the curtain back as you say you know talking about talking about the prospect of the Spurs signing De, uh, DeAndre Ayton last Wednesday less than 24 yeah. hours after the shooting in Uvalde was extremely challenging and draining and not having Steph, you know, Steph was traveling all last week. So I was, I I would do the radio show with Andy, come here Tuesday and Thursday, and then just go home and, you know, sulk and, you know, vent to a, uh, you know, a, a listless audience and just sit there and, you know, doom scroll and devour as much news uh, as many articles as I could as it was not, it was dark. It was not healthy. It was, uh, it was tough. And so, I mean, like doing the, doing the YouTube show, getting to do the, I'm glad you did the YouTube show, even, even though we were coming at it from two very different perspectives in the moment, it hearing you, Provide a level of realism. Uh, absolutely helped me get through. You know the rest of the week broadcasting terrestrially. I mean, wow, was, that's
2: ironic because I I thought you'd be right. mad at me because I felt like a dick.
3: No, it was with my but,
2: approach last week. I felt shitty about it.
3: But it's not wrong, and that's the unfortunate thing. Is your perspective is correct? That's the most. That's the that's the shit of all of this that, that that's no one cares enough correct 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 yeah. yeah yeah and and hearing so, you well hearing you you know uh, lay that out in an educated manner without sounding you didn't come across as apathetic you came across as a pragmatist or not even pragmatist but just a realist I should say like you were you were voicing the expected outcome after the events that took place. And I was voicing a idealistic outcome.
2: I and I wish one of those, I want yours to be, I want, I want yours to play I want out. Mine your, to be, I outcome.
3: want mine to be right too, but yours is right. Based on all <clears> the <throat> evidence we have been, been able to gather over the, you know, 20, 23 years since Columbine. I mean, it's, it's 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 impossible to argue against your accuracy in feeling that way because that's the society that has that's the influences of the society that you have been influenced by.
2: Well, and it sucks to have a defeatist attitude and a give up attitude and an acceptance of defeat. Um but and the other thing is that I was also reacting. Here's here's the weird scenario that I was dealing with. I was not doom scrolling. I was not glued to the TV all day long because I was on vacation from the radio show. Nina was here with me all week. And so I'm we're hanging out in paradise all day. I didn't have to do any radio shows. The kids were still in school. And so she and I were able to just... I, I, I was away from not just Uvalde, but all the world. I didn't, I was just away. I was on a skate mode. I went hiking in a, on a mountain. I, I went climbing walls that are under ocean water half the year that recede this time of the year. I was checking out beautiful lighthouses. I was with my girlfriend in bathing suits at beaches. We swam in a, in a fucking, uh, waterfall. And so on Tuesday and Thursday, after spending all day in paradise, not having to worry about that or think about it, sit down, oh yeah, sit down and do your YouTube show. And now get, try to get back into the shooting and try to gather some thoughts. And so my thoughts without having any of the information really, because I was kind of ignorant to the information. I didn't give a shit about the information, by the way. All I knew was that a bunch of babies got slaughtered. I didn't give a fuck about the, the cops took forever or th- this chief did this or Biden said that, or the NRA's doing this, or, or, or this is what Abbott said. All I knew is a bunch of babies got murdered. That's all I had to react to, you know, and and having gone through the death of a friend of mine in a mass shooting, having gone through Sutherland Springs and Santa Fe and all the others and watching all those and going down wormholes in those instances, because I was not on vacation and, swimming in water holes or or waterfalls. I was able to, like, I I processed it all day long before I did radio shows those days. Last week, I had no time to process, and I was simply reacting to, oh, of course there was a mass shooting, and no one gives a fuck, so let's talk about the Spurs and who they're going to sign in free agency. And I came off like a dick. I I didn't mean to do that, but I was giving you my real feelings um, last week, The bottom line is this will happen again and again and again and again, and that's who we are, and that's what we do. That's it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm any less mad. It doesn't mean that I wish it would stop. It doesn't mean that I want to do whatever we have to do as a society to prevent this from happening, knowing that I'm in the minority of voters because most voters are not. Most voters in Texas do not want to do anything necessary to end school shootings. They just don't. The majority of the voters in the state of Texas, no no voter in, in the state of Texas wants this to happen, but the majority of the voters in the state of Texas don't want to do whatever it takes to prevent it from happening. Okay? That is where I admit defeat. That's why I know we'll have more of these. And that's why I came off as I hope hopefully not apathetic, but just accepting. It is what it is. You know, I've got two 10-year-old twins who finished up their last week of fourth grade, the exact same age as the kids in in Uvalde were. And so I'm not apathetic. I'm just I'm just, I just, I, I'm I don't want to go through wormholes anymore. I'm tired of it. And I I don't want to do that. I mean, I have an outlet. I have two talk shows now. I'm obligated to come on and give my take. And I had to be re-reminded of that uh, this week and this weekend from people that I care about a great deal that care about me and reminded me that it's okay to do shows. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to give an opinion. It's okay to express what you think you would like to see happen, even though you don't think a lot's going to happen to change it. It's frustrating, but if I'm going to come on here and start doing talk shows, I can't come on here and be a pussy and avoid the news, no matter how bad it might get. So that's where I am this week. A week on. Another thing is, is I, I try. Out, I also wanted to see. I wanted to wait for as much information to come out as we could. Reacting Tuesday was tough because everything was. So-and-so reports this, and apparently this happened, and this teacher propped open a door. Oh, wait, no, she didn't. Oh, they waited 45 minutes to go in. Oh, he was killed by Border Patrol. Oh, no, I just wanted to let all that come out so I don't overreact and say the wrong thing and take advantage of my outlet by saying the wrong thing. All I knew last Tuesday was a bunch of babies got murdered, and I'm beyond tired of it. And there's not a goddamn thing I can do about it. That's why I think I came off a bit harsh, bottom line harsh last week. And looking back on that, that was a bit of a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. So I, 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 I should have handled that better. But that, that's my perspective, and that's the reason why I came off the way I did last week. So it's been a week. Um, I don't know. What are my takes? I don't know. I, I, that's it. I think what I said earlier, none of us want this to happen but most of us that vote don't want to do whatever it takes to prevent it from happening. And that's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. And that's the way it's going to be any gun reform. We have, whether it's a crackdown on the AR 15 or whatever, um, will take years and years to slowly at a snail's pace. If though, if we even get reform at all, it's going to take years and years and years going at that said snail's pace for things to slowly get to where I think many of us would like for it to get, it's just, it's going to take so long. Um, certainly on a national level, you know, it'd be a lot easier just to ban all the assault rifles, Mm -hmm. all these warlike weapons that are made for war, not for hunting or protection, but for like all out war, it's a lot easier just to ban them or put an age limit on there than to try and track mental health. It's a hell of a lot easier to say, okay, just let's just let's let's make the age limit 25. Let's ban all the AR 15s. Let's just confiscate them all. That'd be easier than trying to track some kids' mental health. But it looks like what our leaders are going to do is they're going to just try to crack down more on those that are mentally unstable. And I don't know how they do that. It's going to turn into a witch hunt. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to get accused of being mentally unstable. Well, maybe they're not, you know, but I think that's, that's what we're in for. But like you said last week, Sam, even if they just start trying to try to find out people that are red flag mentally, if that prevents one shooting, then whatever, try something, do something. I mean,
3: if, if it's mental illness, Texas is 50th of 50 States in terms well, we of, we cut all the funding to we mental that. illness, yeah. healthcare. Uh, so like if it's (laughs) mental illness, then spend money and show me you actually care to try to fix this and do something, expand access to Medicaid, expand access to, uh, you know, community mental health, uh, programs, expand access. Like, I I don't care. I don't care what you blame it on. Just try something. If if you want to tell me, if you want to tell me, it's not the fact that. Uh, AR 15s are available to 18 year olds where they can buy unlimited amounts of ammo and clips that can fire, you know, 60 rounds in a minute. If you want to tell me that's not the reason. Sure. Fine. Then ban violent video games, then expand access, make it easier to get uh, oh. mental health access. Then, you know, you know, make it like I, whatever you think the reason is show me, show me, show me your initiative Show me your ideas to fix this. Because we all agree it's a problem. We all agree we want to do things to prevent in the smallest amount, at the minimum, prevent in the smallest amount events like this happening. So actually fucking try some shit and see what we can do, what works, what doesn't work, and then get back to me and let's keep trying. It's not... Like, I don't, I don't care where you fall on it. Like there are things that I think that can be done. There are things that others think what I think is insane and we should do it this way. Great. I'm glad, I'm glad you have ideas because I, I, I'm open to them all. Like, let's uh, just throw something out there. Let's try it
2: and see how it works. That's that's the the most spot on thing you've said. Yeah. Just fucking and do it. something. Just fucking yeah, you, Your thoughts are great. Your prayers right. are great. Fucking do something. Because Jesus calling, ain't gonna fix it. You gotta calling fix
3: it. for calling for action of some kind, of the slightest amount of any kind, is not politicizing the definition of politics is I'm upset about something, that man on stage or at an event is talking about what upsets me and he's saying he's going to fix it he's saying he that's the definition of politics the definition of politics is i see a problem i have an idea to fix it politicizing the fact that 19 fourth elementary school students and two teachers two public school teachers pointing out ideas to try to solve these issues is not politicizing them. Actually, it is politicizing the matter, and it's not such a bad fucking thing to politicize the matter because we need literally, what is politics? It is policy solutions. It is basing policy solutions Mm -hmm. to fix the problems of a society. That's politics. That's politicizing something. We need to politicize this because we need to try a wide-ranging assortment of policies to try to figure out what is actually going to cause any kind of change. That's politicizing it. That's politics. That's what we need. Calling someone out for politicizing something is not helpful to anybody. We need to politicize our problems. That's how shit gets accomplished in a republic. It's very simple. It's not a hard concept to understand.
2: Because we're changing the definition of what that means to politicize something. All we're saying is, no, both of you fucking parties that let us all down on a daily basis, just get together and do something. So in it, well, in it's party, basic. The it's party basic, that tells meaning-
3: you to point out, the party that says, well, talking about gun control right now is politicizing it. Also, not talking about gun control is politicizing it. Saying it's not right to talk about gun patrol that's politicizing it. That, it's, it's all... That's literally we have been warped in our understanding of what the actual yeah. definition of politics is, because I mean, we have oh, literally just one a party no. that thinks kids a are dying. Governing body that determines policy is always the problem. That's how that's how politicizing the word politicization becomes evil when one party says. Policy handed out by a government is never going to fix it. So if you suggest it, you're just politicizing the issue and you're wrong. No. Like, politicize the shit out of every problem we have. That's how we solve things. You yeah, not your b- policy ideas. The me throwing my policy ideas, and we politicize it with our policy-based ideas to try to find a solution. It's literally that simple. We could just get right. not politicizing get in it. the semantics.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is semantic. Not politicizing something means we don't do anything. Correct. No, we... (laughs) <laughs> Who gives a fuck if it's the Republicans or the Democrats that come up with the solutions? If one party and the, if the Republicans came up with the fucking cure for cancer, it'd probably get met with um, with hesitation, and vice versa. By the way, because sure. everybody, they both want to sure. just eat each other and win a hundred to nothing. There's no compromise, and we all get fucked, and our kids get shot, and that's bullshit. It's not a political this, issue. It's, it's not the humanitarian crisis. There is a human. There is a humanitarian crisis going on. And no one gives a fuck enough to do anything about it. So, therefore, just do something, whatever. It's not
3: both sides. It's not both sides being the problem, though, when one side says not all oh. options are on the table.
2: Right. I know. This particular case, it's Abbott and those that support Abbott. Correct. I don't get a fuck with the letter. Is this, this particular is
3: case, it's Abbott. Releasing a pre-recorded video that played at the NRA at 404 in the afternoon that said we've seen gun laws passed in this country, specifically Chicago, where he doesn't point out the fact that more guns found at crime scenes are from outside states and not the state of Illinois because Chicago actually does have really you can't it's not easy to get a firearm or a a, a AR15 rifle in. Illinois because they have strict gun laws like delivering a speech at 404 that says gun laws, aren't the answer. And then delivering an in-person press conference at Uvalde and says, all options are on the table. That's that's politicizing it. That's playing politics. Like politicizing. It, if yeah, you're going to tell me, get if you're going to say to the people of Uvalde, all options are on the table to try to prevent that. But then you're going to release a, pre-recorded video that plays at the NRA conference, the same NRA conference where you garnered goodwill from the media by saying you weren't going to appear, but you still release a video that gets played where you specifically say, I have no time for any new gun laws instead. Like it's, you can't like the absurdity of all of it. And that's why I tried. That's why I fall back on, I don't care what you think it is. Just put a proposal out there that tries to prove you right or wrong. Throw something out there. Ban Grand Theft Auto for a year and make uh, AR-15s raise the age limit to 25. Let's see what happens. Like, let's let's just throw some shit out there because.
2: Uh, That ain't happening.
3: No, of course it's not. And that goes and
2: back to what I was saying last week. So here's where I am as a dad <laughs> with with two ten year olds. So they're not going to they're not gonna change the age limit. They're goddamn sure not gonna ban any of the guns. Okay, cool. When did
3: the age if, limit for alcohol change? When did it change from um, eighteen to twenty one? I don't know. Seventies? Nineties. Nineties. I, I don't I know. Fell. I don't know off the top I forget, of my head.
2: I forget. I forget. But I guarantee um, you.
3: There were people in the 50s that were saying, you're never going to, there's no time in this country's history where you won't be able to order a Budweiser at 19. And that changed. It can't I don't change. know about that. That, that, America,
2: that America got shit done. That America did things. That America politicized things and got policies passed and made changes. This America does not. Um, This America also is going to wind up making schools look like prisons. And as a father, if that's your solution, that's fine. Like Going back to what you've said, and I agree with you, just do something. You know, whether you ban video games, which is insane. But what... uh, Okay, fine, we're going to put razor wire around the schools and fortify the doors and have attack dogs at all the doors and booby traps and build a moat with alligators. That's fine. Cause they're not going to, they're not going to, if that's what they do, I'm going to have to accept it as a father, knowing that I've got two 10 year olds that are going to be in the public school system for the next six, seven years. Fine. Make turn the prison, turn the schools into goddamn prisons. If that's all you're going to do, I'll take it. Cause like you said, at least it's something it's something. Don't let anybody in there. Parents can't even go in. It's the teachers and the administration and your kid. If you want to see your kid, you got to face light him. We'll bring little Johnny out past the past the fortified door with the bulletproof windows and the razor wire at 3.30 when he's out of school. You'll see him then. If that's their solution, that's what they're going to do. That's fine. And, and that's, that's all, still... We're not going to do anything else, but sort of <laughs> we're going to crack down on poor people that have depression issues or bipolar disease. And we're going to turn our schools into prisons. Probably is what's going to happen. And, well, and that's turn the if it's schools, that versus nothing, Puma. I'll take it as a father. That's fine. Turn
3: the schools into prison while also giving people like my mom a thirty damn near thirty year long elementary school teacher. Give her weapons. Give her guns. <laughs> give my Surely mom not. guns to defend. Uh, there's a state bill. There's a bill uh, in the Ohio Senate. Right now, now that's getting ready to be passed and sent to the governor of Ohio that will yep. fund arming teachers in the classroom.
2: If they choose to be armed. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got on it. I'm with you. The the I'm I'm where you are next what you said last week and today. I want I want
0: you I want everything
3: to be tried. I want everything to be tried so we can put to bed the false straw man arguments of oh, it's porn or it's marijuana, or it's violent video games, or it's violent movies, or it's rap music, or it's whatever whatever it is now, or it's we're teaching... Oh, or the same teachers that we hate for teaching woke CRT in our elementary school, we gotta check whatever book they're giving to our students, but also, here's a fucking Glock to stop a school shooter. <laughs> we can't trust you to pick out curriculum to teach teach our kids... But we'll give you a fucking, here's, here's a Bushman. Here's a 30-06. Here's an AR-15. Protect these kids <clears throat> while we berate you and tell you how shitty and awful you are for turning our kids into this woke indoctrination <laughs> clinic that is the American public school system. But, oh, yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a 12-gauge. Protect the classroom.
2: Well, we're, we can argue about curriculum later. Right now, what's gonna what they're gonna do fast? And Abbott will try to get something fast tracked because he's got an election coming up. He's gonna fortify. I don't know what. I don't know what. What are they gonna do? Bulletproof doors on the school. Uh, you spent. Glass.
3: Uvalde spent seventy percent of a state fund that was uh, doled out to them to harden the school last year. Forty well, percent of their it city enough. budget. It needs to. percent of their wall. city budget is police force. Need a steel but sure, wall. Yeah, tell me. Uh, let's harden it some more. Harden it, it, it some more. Needs to look like it needs to look like Bear County Jail. No, uh, every teacher should be up to their fucking ass in alligators, just trying to cross the moat to get into the school sure. every day. If that's what you think will fix it, try it. Spend the money, find the budget. That's what they're gonna try be. it. Just enough of this. Enough of these fake empty, hollow statements about everything being on the table. If you're going to tell the community of Uvalde, the same community that you do a speech highlighting the violence that happens there, and instead of immediately traveling there last Tuesday night, instead you travel to East Texas to go to a fundraiser, then go to Uvalde, and then you tell the people of Uvalde, everything is on the table, we're going to do everything we can to try to prevent these types of events happening. And then you tell, uh, again, uh, a a fundraiser in East Texas, yeah, we ain't trying everything. Trust me, y'all. You're hearing it from me. I'm just telling these poor suckers that are going through the most traumatic thing they'll ever experience in their life, I'm just telling them shit they're going to want to hear to make themselves feel better. I don't actually mean any of it. And I don't actually consider bringing everything onto the table to try to prevent this. So just so y'all know, I'm just humoring them so all of us can still protect our power and status. Yeah, yeah. that Right. Those well, are we know that's what he's that doing. We,
2: of course it is. You get, get mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Greg Abbott's doing Greg Abbott things. Texas Monthly had a real good piece on him. Really was a, was a bit of a biography. Maybe last month or the month before. Going back to his days when he was running track at Duncanville High when he's 15, 16 years old. Abbott has always, and ever since he became a judge, really it was since the accident. When the tree fell on him, now we're getting into a, a character evaluation, I guess. When that tree fell on him and severed his spine, he decided, okay, I can't walk. I'm paralyzed from the waist down. The things that I can do, I'm going to do the fuck out of those things. And that happens with a lot of people that have that get hurt and have disabilities. Okay, what can I do? Okay, I'm going to do that times 10. And one of the things he really decided there was he wanted to be in power. He was telling people, when he, at his first job in the early 80s in Houston at a law firm, he was telling them, I want to be the governor of this state. That's my goal. I, just, I, I, I want to be the governor of this state. Look at him. He did it. So of course everything he does is about power. Of course he agrees with who's ever in the room at the time. That's with a lot of our politicians, and it worked out for him. That's fine if he wants to give two different messages to press conferences and the NRA. That's fine if he wants to go down to East Texas to a fundraiser before he goes to the shooting scene. That's fine. I know who he what is. Hit. that Just what get does something that's done, fine man. Mean
3: that? That's because
2: that is That's fine. who he it, it, because. The majority of the voters in this state don't care. Even if his
3: spine worked, he would still be spineless. That's not fine.
2: You you can, but you can, you and I could yell on this show and nothing changes. Or I can accept who he is as a guy. I can accept what the majority of the voters in this state, I keep saying voters, not people. And you people that don't vote, and bitch, I don't want to hear from you. The voters of this state, the majority are going to vote for him and he's going to beat Beto. That's fine. Going back to the, all I want, the, the, the defeated Taylor who capitulate, I take a knee. I don't care about what you do, what fundraisers and what chronological order you do them. Do something to make kids safer. That's what I care about. Whether it's a Republican or a Democrat or a communist, I don't give a shit. Make me as a father feel better about sending my kids into a public school every day. Please do that. I don't care if it's Pol Pot's ghost," said Pol Pot. Yeah. "If a he gab. makes schools safer, a I'm gab. fine with that."
3: All Greg's you're again. Bad. You're
2: getting. You're getting. You're getting this version of me, 47 years old, where mass shootings are a way of life in this country. I accept that. I accept that in the state of Texas, the majority of the voters are going to vote for a man who wants to take my kid from me, maybe who wants to call child protective services on me because my kid's transgender and they want to know why I've made him that way. I live in a state in which iHeartRadio radio puts talk show hosts on the air from two to four, the one before me who compared me to a racist last month because I taught my kid to be transgender. Cause I thought it was cool and chic. Um, I accept that I live in a state in which that's allowed. I accept that I live in a state which the majority of the voters are going to vote for a guy who might take my kid from me, who does not give a shit about doing whatever it takes, no matter what it takes to keep kids from getting shot up. That's cool. I accept that as a Texan. What can you do? Cool. Going back to your point about just do something. I'll take something because I realize that this is who we are. It's what we do. We are a culture that loves guns, and that's everybody I know owns a gun, pretty much, except me. I don't own one. You don't uh, own a gun? We're, we're, God, no. I don't need even, a gun.
3: Like, even 47 back here years old, at, never your, needed a gun. at your dad's house or anything, there's nothing, like, you don't what have do a, gun a gun that's. I don't know. I mean, got twenty addresses I've got in ten years. I've never had them. a burglary. I have six of them. What do you think Why? I need one for? I don't know. I I, I, I born and raised in Texas, this dude. Now this is a personal been, thing. Now it's been handed down, or it's been oh, I thought you would enjoy a gun I, as a birthday okay. present. Or a, you have a like high-powered
2: assault rifle that's built for combat and war. I mean, that's a long pause. I I. Think uh, okay. See, I think liberals
3: have a very scared. Uh, I think liberals have a very. Okay. Scared of narrative when it comes to certain weaponry. No, I I don't I I don't own I don't own an AR fifteen. Okay,
2: I but lots do, and we're not yeah. going to take them off the street. They're going to be out there. That's great. I that's fine. I only have I have to live in the but real world. Not? man.
3: We th- it wasn't it wasn't. Do and get it back wasn't to 20, me. Twenty less than twenty years ago, we still had a ban on high artillery or, or yeah, high uh, capacity that door, weaponry. Closed it forever. I don't agree. Now, certainly, with that. in our lifetime. It, it, no, not at all. Not at all. No. Oh, y- y'all let you fight that. I ain't fighting it. I us, got two ten-year-olds. I got to raise us, in the world. Us now. and those ten-year-olds that are going through uh, in-school shooting drills once a quarter. I think. I think that will change. I think those are the people that will get this changed in our lifetime. Yours, maybe. And
2: mine. Yeah. When my twins are forty-five, and it no longer sure. matters. Sure. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, it
3: will still matter because it will still be the decay of a society that you pay taxes.
2: Well, until then, I'll take the uh, fortifying the school as absurd as it seems. I'll take that because we're not going to crack down on young men with their ability to grab an AR-15. So just fortify the school better. You're misconstruing my
3: point. My whole point is to actually try all of the other shit that people say are the reasons. Try them. Fund them. Do that so it will be proven to be the red heron false flag fake straw man argument that it is. Just try something. Just Such try as what? Give me an example. Well, if uh, again, if, it's, if if violent video games are the reason only America oh. has exponential number of masks, a mass shooting is four people or more shot. We've had 18, 18 in this country since the Uvalde shooting last week. There have been 18 instances where four people or more have been shot in one eighteen more in the next 30 days of that's exactly exactly. And that's not a, that's not a tenable situation. That's not a, that's not something that eventually when more people will wake up to the realization of the society around them, that something will have to be attempted to change that where the, We're the only, only country in the Western world that has this level of mass shootings. It's not the violent video games. It's not the rap music. It's not the violent movies. It's, it's not any of the things that are readily and freely available in every other culture. It's one
2: thing. Ain't going away though. The Joneses will always own the Cowboys. <laughs> you can be a Cowboy fan or not. You can watch their games and buy their shit or not. I mean, I know Abram- it sucks. The Abramoviches
3: didn't always own Chelsea. <laughs> I mean,
2: I have to, I have to raise kids in this Tom current Landry world. Tom Landry wasn't always you know, man? head coach of the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just things have to. Changed. I have to react how things are. Not a, my kids will be grown ass people by the time we have any new laws. If we do, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about them being safe today. And knowing that what you're asking for requires a sea change and that's great. And I, I want that, but to keep my baby safe now and over the next handful of years, whatever the government will do to help, that's cool. So let's do that. Let's make schools look like prisons. With razor wire over them.
3: Again, do it for 12 months and prove that that's such an absurd idea that we move on to actually rational
2: solutions instead of the absurd. Well, if that kid wasn't physically able to get into that school the other day, that wouldn't have happened. Maybe the razor wire and the bulletproof doors and the moat with the alligators would have kept. You're right. Maybe we teach
3: our, maybe we treat our 10 year olds like we do, uh, you know, terrorists that we shove into Guantanamo because that's a great, because that's a great uh, pamphlet to hand to the terrorists. Like, look, you should want to be our country because look at how we (laughs) teach our skill school children. Like, (laughs) You think y'all you think y'all take advantage of your school age children. Look at what we do. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's again, like let's
2: let's not settle for the absurd. I get that it seems absurd, but this is what they're going to have I mean this is all I got. This is what I have to go on, you know? This yeah, is what I no, got. Again, like that was Yuvaldi
3: spent 70% of the to do what though? What was fund. so that fortified was, about that school? That kid just walked in there like a nothing. Uh, they had, they had, well, first of all, what they did he, had hired, what did he have to
2: overcome? They to get had, had they hired the right multiple
3: thing. more. They had hired like two or three more police officers that again, now we learn had no desire to
2: go Son up. Of against the bitch wasn't even AR on campus. 15. Nah, I don't trust people. We got to put walls around a motherfucker with the razor wire and
3: yeah, no you want it to be doors. yeah, no fucking alcatraz and gotta, the rockies. Every elementary sure. school in America turn it into
2: That's all they're going to do. They're not going to take the guns away from these people. So that's all that I'll take it. It's I I admit that it seems absurd. Now now are they though? Are they really good? Cuz that costs a lot of money. No, they're not.
3: That's my <laughs> no, whole point. My whole <laughs> fucking point. Is that they're going to tell you it's 90 other fucking issues and then they're going to not do anything about the 90 things that they're so passionate are the reasons why we have these like oh yeah. it's not the guns it's 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 150 other fucking things but we're not going to spend any money or pass any legislation to fix the 150 other fucking things we're just going to wait till the next one happens and repeat the cycle like that that's, that's I don't know the, I
2: think this time you might start seeing like you mentioned the money that Uvalde spent well they spent it wrongly um, they spent that place it wrongly because it was, but they, ma- they got more manpower out there. Guys mm-hmm. making 45 grand a year to not be on campus. That's all they did. That wasn't the right. That's, I mean, that's, that's ill spent times I pay. I would
3: add, I would happily pay. Okay.
2: It's take... ill spent. I don't care. I don't care if they're paying eight bucks an hour. That's ill spent money. That's still more than, yeah. Uh huh. So again, what I'm sitting here trying, I guess we're having two different conversations. I'm over the guns. I'm beyond that. I'm on to what's next. We're on to Cincinnati here. So let's fortify the schools gun taking guns, taking high powered assault rifles off the street is not an option. Cool. Got it. Even though Uh, it
3: was done less than two decades ago, you are defeatist and saying it's not
2: an option. Okay. Once we lifted just that, that was in never going to go back. Mm-hmm. We're not going back. All of the data suggests we're not going back. No, I mean, uh, we had
3: guns. we had legal abortions. We had Roe versus Wade for 50 years, and now that's been rolled back. But now we can't go back for gun protection. We can go we back. We care
2: more about the guns and all that other stuff you mentioned. Sure. We, we I'm, care. I'm this just country is out far more passionate about guns than abortion.
3: Nothing is precedent in this country anymore. Things can change. Things can absolutely change much mm. more rapidly than you're giving credit, dude. We had like, do you <laughs> yeah. like I think I think you focus on the lack of good that has occurred. No, I focus very on my rapidly. kids who are in
2: school for the next seven goddamn years, and I don't want them murdered. So let's just put moats and alligators around the schools. Your you, gun you laws ain't no, you happening really in the think, next seven years. You really, yeah,
3: you really, you really think? You really think there's a scenario where you see you drive up to drop your kids off at junior high, and it it literally looks like TCJC, and you're okay
2: with that? They say I was okay with that. It's it's what's it's all they're gonna do. You said let's do something, right? That's to the prove, something they're gonna wind up doing. Sure.
3: And then when it's proven that that is not going to prevent anything then let's move on to the next thing
2: let's see you take an ar-15 and go into bear county jail today you ain't getting in that's what we need schools to be if we're not going to prevent guns from not going to prevent we're not going to take guns out of the hands of predators and let's just fortify the school like it's a jail that will prevent people from getting in there maybe that maybe they'll start waiting outside the school for school to end and shoot them all as they come out
3: yeah, I but mean, if we make the
2: school look I mean, just who, like a jail, they who could in. imagine
3: what kind of fucking idiot could imagine if there's only one door in and one door out. What could possibly happen when people are lined up to go in or out of said? We door? can't have it's, one
2: door in, one door out. We got to have four or five fortified doors.
3: Both of our fucking elected senators are suggesting that. That's my whole point. I don't think that's the do absurdity. That. What if there's a fire? It, the, Good luck. again, again. <laughs> That's the fucking absurdity that we're at. I
2: don't think that's going to pass. I will have to wait and see. I'm all for the sea change that you want, but I got to raise babies today. And none of that stuff's going to happen while my babies are in school. And I put them into a public school setting and put their lives in the hands of administrators and teachers. I don't want my teacher having a gun. I found out yesterday that one of my kids' teachers had a meltdown a couple of weeks ago and cried in class because her boyfriend broke up with her. Oh, yeah, let's 20, give her a gun. 20, yeah, let's give her a gun. 23-year-old mm-hmm. <laughs> kid out of college. <laughs> no, God. Not the solution. All I can think of right now, honest to God, I, mean, I know you think maybe I'm being hyperbolic. I don't want to put guns in the hands of teachers. I just make the goddamn, I don't want to put one door. We got to have four or five fortified doors. It needs to look like the state capital of Austin. Every single schools,
3: school across America needs to look like the state capital of
2: Austin. Do you understand? Do you hear how you absurd it that is? needs to. It's not absurd. What's absurd is to do nothing. Your gun laws are not going to happen. So I got to go on the real, reality and I'm of the saying absurdity. Do that. I'm saying do okay, that. Cool. But I'm also saying
3: if you want every single elementary school across the entirety of no, rural not that. America. Not Except okay, that's what needs to be done. It's the royal you, the universal you. Accepting that, accepting that what's more likely to be done, that every single rural elementary school in Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, that every single one elementary school in flyover states is going to look like a state capitol building? I'd have to. That's absurd. We can all agree on that. That's. But well, that doesn't mean
2: we don't do it.
3: And that's my whole point. Try it. Do it. Find the money to okay, fund Okay, then that. what are
2: you, what are you, bar, what are you arguing? I should just move on to
3: the next topic. No, it's not an argument as much as it is you're pointing
2: out the absurdity. I, I agree with you, but it's correct. all we're going to do. We're not going to, we're not going to take the guns out of the fucking hands of the 18 year old kids. And I'm telling you, so let something else. I'm telling you that's less absurd
3: than what you're suggesting. I guess is my point. Is well like,
2: what you're suggesting is less realistic. Sure. What you're, what you're suggesting sure. is unrealistic.
3: Yes. A hundred percent. Actually, no. What am I saying? No. Less than two decades <laughs> ago. Less than two decades ago, that was the reality I lived under.
2: I just think it's that once they once they once they opened that can of worms and ended that that was it. That was it for good.
3: Right. And in 1973, once they opened the can of worms to give women legal free or legal rights to abortions. They opened the can of worms, and it was it was done for good. It could never be relitigated. It could never be reapproached. It was established. No, we've okay. Well, maybe in fifty years, then,
2: okay, maybe in fifty years, then we'll outlaw high-powered assault rifles. Meanwhile, I've got ten-year-olds right now, and I've got it. I got to keep them safe today. Fifty years, good luck. That'd be great, awesome. I'll be dead. No, That's take great. Them to get My grandkids.
3: Get them. Go huh? take them. To go, y'all. Go buy your first ARs. Go buy your first AR. I no, see. No, that's it's not a good the good point 11th I make.
2: Birthday present. That's not how I keep them safe. I don't want. I mean, I think I made my point. It's not absurd to fortify the schools better if you're not going to take guns off the street. No, that's the alternative I no. can come up with. Make the schools but harder to get into. Period.
3: Turning. Turning every elementary school in America into a supermax prison is absurd. <laughs> that's not tenable. It's just not. I don't need to. How do I don't you figure? Okay, what do you want to do? Nothing. That, that's it. Those are your options. I You're said, not taking the fucking I guns out the street. It. So do that. So Okay, then me. quit saying Proof it's absurd. Right. It is. I can say it's absurd, and it, when it's actually done, I will say, look at this absurdity. <laughs> I do I think
2: that'll prevent mass shootings in schools more. I think it'll be harder. I think I'd completely agree. Turn it with into you. a prison? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Of course it would be problem harder. solved. But let's let's go play it. let's
3: go play let's go play pick up basketball. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, well, that's I got Celtics that's like, I got I got I I got shot in my calf muscle. So to solve that, I'm just going to chop off my whole right leg. That's, that's problem solved. Insane. It's a hundred. That's a that's a great metaphor that you're dismissing way too quick. It's a great metaphor. <laughs> I'm just gonna chop off my whole leg because I have a minor wound to one part of it. Well, then now we're just gonna turn it. It's a supermax prison. It's not a school anymore. We're hmm. locked down. Give me your prints. Show me your IDs when you walk in. Hope you don't get ozzed in the library. Yeah, like you can
2: bitch about it. I'm not saying I'm for it. And uh, I'm just saying that that's my idea for an alternative if we're not going to do anything about our love affair with high-powered assault rivals. Sure. And like I
3: said, try I'm, it. Try it. Please, try something. I'm down. The other thing out.
2: is now the Republicans get, the Republicans know that's going to cost a lot of money. And those people don't like spending money. So we'll see. We'll you know see. what else
3: costs a lot of money? Mental health. <laughs> like,
2: Which is why they cut all the funding.
3: Of course. That's why <laughs> of course. none of this is done in
2: good faith at all. Yeah, but this kid was 18. He No one, so what? He wrote some stupid shit on Facebook. I don't think he'd what been to a mean? psychiatrist. Nobody had, he hadn't been diagnosed by a clinic, like a clinician.
3: Oh, no. No, no professional
2: no, no, no. had psyched no. him out and given him evaluation. So he he would have fallen under the cracks anyway. I'm not even sure what that means. Okay, we're going to start. We're going to start trying to i'm not sure what the fuck they're talking about like abbott when they start talking about we need to do a better job trying to identify mentally ill people i know mentally ill people in my family they're not going to go shoot a school up there's there's so many different kinds of mental illness and what it means anyway how the fuck are you going to crack well, how are you going to determine this guy is going to wind up shooting up a building how do you mass, possibly well, okay that do, right you do there. that You yeah, that right there shooting up a building so after we
3: get done hardening the elementary schools are we going to harden the grocery stores
2: I don't know. Jesus is like, what are you going to (laughs) do? If your your oldest daughter works at Chick-fil-A, we are going to fortify Chick-fil-A? Yeah,
3: we're going to harden all the chicken shacks. We're going to harden all the lubies. We're going to harden all the nightclubs. We're going to harden all the movie theaters. We're going to harden. We're just going to turn our whole fucking society into a Supermax prison. I think that's what they want. Sure, I think at some point, yeah. No, that's what they say they want, but when it comes to actually funding it, And carrying out the absurd ideas they have, they have no intentions of that. This is the The whole point of all of this. They have no intentions of doing shit, period. That's why they throw out absurd ideas that they know cannot be executed in exchange for the common sense legislation that we have potentially in front of us that we could. But we're not going to get that. Sure, of course not. It makes too much sense. No. So yeah, you're right. We probably won't get
2: much of anything. What if we pass some?
3: That's the game plan. That's
2: the playbook. They're going to reevaluate the stuff they implemented after Santa Fe High. Yep. The stuff that's all they're going to reevaluate that, make it harder. Yep. Add another cop. Yep. Blah blah blah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just what we need. uh,
2: Another cop. I know we spent too much time on this, but it's just—I mean—it's hard not to. So did that Chief Arredondo and Uvaldi? Did he? Simply make a calculated mistake, or did he go yellow? Did he turn into a cowardice, pussy ass piece of shit, or did he just really believe that that kid was locked in there alone?
3: I mean, again, we don't know I mean, yet. Do I tell you, you this that's some bitch needs to find a new even, line of work. do we, Do you even trust the reports that eventually will come out about? Like, I don't like until qualified immunity is repealed. I don't trust anything any LEO says to me about the details of an event. Period. End of story. Yeah. They're yeah, all trying to protect themselves from future lawsuits. Sure. It's not protect and serve, it's protect me from a lawsuit.
2: Well, that's probably what's going on. is gonna change drastically, I'll bet you. In a couple of years they'll have a whole new everything.
3: I and I Everybody. would bet and I would bet you Not a damn thing changes, cause uh, oh no, just people. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Arredondo might want to change his name and move to New Mexico and go into something else. Either way, he uh, he's a lot of that is on him for not letting those those officials go into that into that school earlier. It's also mm, that whole god dang that whole thing is almost too disturbing to even discuss no I, matter what it was.
3: I, I I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting to get more. I don't I don't it's that's such a reactionary topic that I hesitate to say too much without having a full-on investigation and yeah. seeing again whether you trust the results of the watchmen watching themselves or not. I mean that's another yeah. story, but I A lot of questions, a lot of questions, a lot yeah. of issues.
2: Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just, um, I, I mentioned that I have an outlet and we should come off here and discuss. I just, I want to have, and I, you, and I know you do too, I, I want to have discussions that move us forward, but we just, there are there are none being, there are none. There just aren't. Well, the discussions that lead us forward. Our discussions, what is
3: What's pop, What gets something done? What can uh, you and again, I talk about I think that's going to
2: make any difference?
3: I think discussions that lead us forward are me saying, these are the things I think are an issue. Another party saying, these are the things I think are an issue. And all of us collectively agreeing, when we say everything's on the table, that means we try everything. I mean, that means like that... I, I think that's very idealistic, but I also think it starts with one proposal and then turns into another idea. And, like And I, I don't think there are... I, I'm just not resigned to the idea that this is our perpetual future in, in, in store for us. I, I don't think, again, I mean... Uh, a country that can put a man on the moon with technology that literally is a fraction of what i have in my cell phone in my pocket it's the same country that can do things if we actually care to prevent events like this from recurring it's
2: it's well we need to get these we need to get pretty much everybody currently in political power out Yeah, certainly everybody that's over a certain age, you know. I hate to throw the boomers under the bus, but y'all failed, y'all fucked up. No, Gen X don't give a shit.
3: Congress has a twenty percent approval rating, but a ninety four percent reelection rating. That's a fucking problem. That's on the society. That's on no, it's not. It's on the system. Uh, That it's on the system that we all agree to collectively use to govern ourselves. It's over the fact that people that determine their own precincts of power can draw the lines to determine such precincts of power. It's a fact that we have let ourselves be gerrymandered into this partisan polarization that we now find ourselves in. That's on us. Well, then fix it. Change it. Yes. Yes.
2: Ungerrymand thyself.
3: Uh, There are, again, like it would require some of these politicians that instead of actually wanting to enact change, that actually just want to collect a paycheck, it would require some of them finding a spine that Abbott will never be able to find. I mean, it's not going to happen. That's why I agree with you. When you say this whole group outside of there are five elected, uh, five elected officials in our federal government that don't accept lobbyist money or third party money. That's insane. We need, instead of it being five that don't, we need it to be five that do where it's only five people except lobbyist money, where it actually is more of a constituent's voice like it's intended to be.
2: You know how many AR-15s are on the street? That's the gun we're going to pick on. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. Easily.
3: Easily. Yeah.
2: My kids would be 40 by the time they found them all, got them off the street, if they ever did ban them. That's why I'm just, I know you think it's absurd that I'm like, okay, cool. Fortify the school, make it turn into a jail. But again, I got, I can't, I can't wait for the wheels of justice.
3: Why can, why can, why can Australia do a mandatory buyback
2: program, but we can't, I don't know, but we can't and we're not, I don't know if it's not, it's not that we can't, we're not. Why? Why? I don't know. I got to. I, I, That's I don't my know whole mind. point. Why? School starts August 5th well, I don't in the Hellscape. We just I can't. We just can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I got to do. I got to. I got to tell Why can't, we ban, why can't we
3: ban clips that have more than eight rounds, 10 rounds? I don't know. I we don't know. won't. We don't want why to. This we?
2: country's different from Australia.
3: And not. We're different from all the other countries not on this. Not in a good issue. way. On this front, on this front, this is American exceptionalism at its absolute lowest. We are. I exceptional. take offense to that term, American we exceptionalism. Are exceptional, I take exceptional, <laughs> at letting our fellow citizens be slaughtered by high capacity ammunition, by high capacity rounds, by battlefield designed weaponry. We're exceptional at that. Nowhere else in the world is as exceptional as we are.
2: It's one word for it that's fine. That's unfortunate. So I have to live in that world for now, hopefully in the future, not so much, but right now my kids will be 11 in January and school starts in August. Highly unfortunate. We agree on everything. Um, I just, I, I, you've got more faith in us than me. That's, that's the big difference Is <laughs> that's fair, and that's yeah. honestly
3: it. This is this is the on, honest. This is the only space where I feel I have more faith in society uh, than you do. Like I feel like 90, nine Weird. times out of ten, I am an absolute nihilist. But when it comes to <laughs> elementary school kids and teachers, who I am something that hits extremely close to home, I'm not as nihilist. I'm way more idealistic because I just can't, I can't accept that I live in a society where the majority of people will choose a tax break over a slaughtered child's life. I can't accept that. And if if I do find some point in my life where I accept that, that will be the last hour of my life. I can't do that.
2: And I respect that. You and I just have, we're going to have to argue forever on this stuff like this and never get anything done. I, think, Is I it? think we get a lot done. I, so. I
3: do. All right. I think we, I think we both verbalize the perspectives we hold. I think we articulate them well. I mean, I think I heard
2: somebody go ahead.
3: No, I was just saying, I don't think there's, it's not like you and I are going to create the policy that saves lives here, but we're having the conversations that, absolutely every American is having with friends, family, and coworkers over the last seven days.
2: Somebody suggested, I forget who it was. I think I alluded to this last week. Just start showing all of our leaders in Congress in Austin or in DC pictures of the inside of those schools, but not in public. Don't show them on overhead projectors or publish them on time Show them
3: the surgery. Show them the films of the 8, 12-hour like, surgeries yeah. that are
2: required after these events. Well, no, show them dead kids with holes in their bodies. Show that. Show and, them laying there in the classroom. Show and that. show
3: and show the work you had to do to sew a kid up from the edge of death in order to try to give him a normal life moving forward. Show it all. Well, Show it all.
2: That was... None of those kids were to survive couple of them got hurt. What was it? Uh, one of our one they waited of our almost an hour. How do we know. know that? Uh that's there true. Absolutely I could I have been kids that were well, saved. We don't know, know that. I know. University only took two kids and they were like, where's all the kids? Where are the kids? Where are the kids? Oh my God. So maybe yeah, they, they would like 40 the,
3: minutes like the, for an adult yeah. to
2: save them. If you're on uh a jury it's a murder trial there's a good chance you're gonna wind up seeing pictures of the dead we need to start forcing our politicians to see this off the record in private this, boom now now vote now let me know what you think and a lot of them will still vote the same way. sure because <laughs> maybe, maybe some of them won't bastards yeah maybe some of them won't my friend Sandy Phillips who is in Uvalde today. I think Sandy's in Uvalde. She was a couple of days ago. Uh, she is the mother of Jessica Redfield. Jessica Redfield, a.k.a. Jessica Galloway who was the last intern that I ever had because I was done with interns after that. Uh, Jesse went to Denver. She was working on her television broadcast career. She had just gotten a gig working for the Colorado Avalanche, doing stuff with, with hockey, and was interning at a TV station. I think she was still interning at the time. And got murdered in Aurora, Colorado, outside of Denver, where I'm flying Saturday night with my twins. Um, there in the showing of the Dark Knight, that kid that went in there and and killed a bunch of people in the theater in Denver. Sandy, because they won't show pictures, tells people this is the mother, because Sandy got to read the autopsy report of Jesse. And I'm only going to say this because Sandy says it all the time in public, and it's shocking, but it's it's. It's like where we are, it's like you motherfuckers have to see, I'm talking about the politicians, you motherfuckers have to see video and pictures, I guess, to make it real to you, where you actually give a shit about dead kids. Sandy loves to tell the story, doesn't love to tell the story, but she chooses to tell the story, not for shock value, but for realistic value. Jesse was shot in the forehead. She had a four-inch hole in the side of her face, and her brains leaked out of the hole. That is what they discovered when they went in there that night in that theater. My friend, Jessica Gowie, laying there with a four-inch hole in the in the for her forehead and all the things in her skull had leaked out onto the floor. Sandy tells that story. If they start showing these pictures to these people, it might change their opinion. It's unfortunate that college-educated people that have high-power um, – Positions that help run and make policy in this country and need to be told that or seen that, but apparently they do. And so I'm for that too. I'm for the fortification of the schools. <laughs> I guess that that's the take I've got tonight. And I realize the absurdity of that. I do, but it's what I'm, I'm, I'm for that for now. I'm for making our schools look like jail houses. And I'm also for these motherfuckers having to see the pictures and I know it, man. I don't. Now, of course, parents probably don't. I can understand, but it's a it's a humanitarian crisis. This is not a political issue. You know, I got interviewed earlier today by a reporter from Time Magazine, um, on parents who make the decision to leave states where they've cracked down on transgender families. And I told that reporter, and I brought up Uvaldi talking to her. That we've we've demonized the word. You're politicizing, like Puma and I talked about earlier. I don't, if that's fine, if we're going to demonize that word, let's not use it. It's not a political, it's it's not a political problem. It is a humanitarian crisis. The... Safety of America is in doubt. What do we When we justify going to war with another country, what, what is the phrase that we have to prove, like when Congress approves to go to war? The, what is it, the public, I don't know, what do they say, Puma? Yeah, I mean. What the, is the phrase? Uh, yeah, I mean, I national security at is like national at stake. National security. National at security. At security. Yeah. Correct. This is how we justify bombing other countries and people.
3: That's how we justify moving troops into Somalia last month national
2: security when you think we're, we're way more threatened by we're way more threatened here in our own goddamn country than anything that might go down in Somalia.
0: We're this more threatened. Security.
2: We're more threatened by 18
3: year olds in this country than we are terrorist Putin? militants in yeah. central sub-Saharan Africa.
2: Yeah. And we spend all this money on that and that's fine, but let's do, but we've turned this, we've turned, We've turned our own babies' lives into a political movement. And that's just so you see why I'm sorry if I get defeated and beaten down. But that's that's who we are. And not who I am, but I live here. I'm an American. I pay taxes here. It is who I am. It's just my team. It's not who so. I am, but it's who we
3: are. And I think yeah. that's Same. very yeah. 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 I think that that sums it up quite ironically well in
2: a sense. I'm a member of a very dysfunctional family in some ways. Now I don't want to move to Somalia. I don't want to move to any other country, but I accept that my family's dysfunctional this way and that way. And that's okay. You know, okay. I accept that. What do I need to do to try to deter the death of my own children or myself or people that I care about? knowing that it's dysfunctional and that's all I can go on. That's, that's all I got on it. I got no answers. I got nothing. I'm just going to, I just want people to help me, (laughs) help me as a parent, um, that I didn't vote for. Um, that's cool. The majority of, I'll go back to what I said two hours ago, almost. The majority of the voters in the state of Texas are not willing to do whatever it takes to prevent our children from being slaughtered. That's fine. I accept that in the interim and the interim may mean 10 more years or 50 for now, I have to raise kids. Now I have to protect them. Now I got to protect my own kids now,
3: or it could, so, mean, or it could mean five months just for the cool. record. Okay. You want to throw out, it could mean 10 years. Yeah. I'll throw out, it could mean five months.
2: Okay. And I hope you're right. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, should we check the sack, LG? Is LG alive? He checks out. I, I, you I notice know he, he doesn't wade
3: fine? into these hot button social issues nearly as much. If we're talking, you know, so who were okay. you fingering at the I drive sh- through theater and junior high? He's got. He's got all kinds of additions to add to the...
2: Well, LG's a bit of a globalist, too. Um, I don't want want to speak for the man. I just think LG's a man. He's a traveling man. He's a man who's been all over the world. His perspective is a bit different. You know? I don't know what to do. I can't can't make
3: people... He's seen huh. all the other countries that don't have the epidemic of uh, civilian on civilian gun crime at mass casualty. Right, yeah, he's, been, numbers. he's been
2: to authoritarian countries where the government. And you
3: know yeah, what doesn't he's happen? He's been there? to cities where you can't spit <laughs> without
2: going to jail. You know what
3: doesn't happen there? Civilians killing other civilians in mass know. casualty events. I you know, know what. Also, you know what you're describing, and the way you want our public ele- our public education systems to look like. Authoritarian fascist dictatorship <laughs> government. Okay, so again, let's not yeah. let's not crack fun or point fingers at the auto- authoritarian governments when uh,
2: the solution. You call me were, fascist, Mike, all the time. I do. I'm not for a good I'm reason. Not. For a good reason. <laughs> yes, I just we, don't want. My, I don't. I just don't want my children murdered. That's all. I don't give a fuck what the government is. I'm good. I'm good with all the crackdown. I
3: don't want my babies murdered. Yeah, be fascist as fuck. Just. Protect my kids.
2: Give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how authoritarian we gotta get. I don't give a, a shit how. Give me huh? fascist AF on a shirt. Somebody make that, <laughs> please. When it comes to the lives of my kids, if I lose my kids, I don't give. I'll, I'll no. I'll, I'll no longer give a shit about anything. I don't. i who... someone
3: who doesn't have kids nor plan on bringing them into this fucking mm-hmm. hellscape of a society, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I, I can completely agree with you. Fix some God shit. And maybe I, maybe I would want to have some kids.
2: Not now, not at all. Yeah, I know. If you told me, Hey Mike, stay in America and your kid, This is going to be controversial, but I, it's, I'm not literally, but I mean, cause it's not a scenario that I'll have to face. I am not going to move. If you told me, hey, man, you got to pack up right now, move your family to Russia and live in Moscow for the rest of your life. But here's the guarantee. Your kids will live to be 80 years old apiece, your twins. Or stay in America, the greatest country in the world. But within the next two years, they're both going to get shot in a school. Thumbs up Bring to the, the city so-
3: of Russia. <laughs> good, luck,
2: good luck. I'll see y'all boys in Moscow. We'll see if the internet works there. Cause that's all I give a fuck about at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck about Republicans and Democrats. I don't give a fuck about authoritarian governments and the French. I don't give a fuck about what country I live. in. I don't give a shit about anything, but the safety of my babies. And I will do whatever I have to do to protect them as I approve proven. With Where See, I live now when it comes to my 10-year-old. My now you bet your ass I say this with pride. I will do anything. I will support any leader where I feel like my kids are safer. And I live in a country right now where the safety of my kids is not of the utmost import, importance. And so if I'm going to choose to keep living here, then I choose to accept that. And that's just kind of where I'm at. And I Because I, I, I just can't pack up a move to Moscow right now. It's not Feasible or tenable—the word you've been using.
1: What's Jakarta but like gotta this try, time you gotta of year? I got to try to keep LG. them alive now. Super hot.
3: Mm, yeah. Okay, I don't. So is Texas, do it's always hot. Next- yeah, so we got Texas. like
1: rainy season and less rainy season. Yeah, I don't want to move so hot there. all the time. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Scouting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in America and risk my and and risk my kids being. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet all my kids are okay and try to sleep at night, and not worry about it. That's it. Well, as the, the
3: as does? the economist that went viral over the weekend, uh, let us know you're you're way more it's way more likely that your kids get killed by lightning uh, than a school shooting. So what are you oh, really sweet. even what, what are you guys? really even worried about? Why are you losing sleep over this whole issue? Like uh, what? a jackass! What are we going to do? do? Legislate against moron. lightning? Come on, everybody! What Soften a moron! Up. Yeah. Well then, let's Never just go not-
2: full econ. Oh, what a fucking moron! Well, then, Economists what do
3: we? Economists only for? see the world in numbers to begin with, and right. that's like I said, nine I times guarantee out of he doesn't ten. doesn't have a murdered kid either. That is this nihilist economist at heart. Like I am, <laughs> nine times out of ten, I am a cold, calculated, data crunching nihilist, and
2: you can turn public, that argument against that economist then. Are, you can turn that the argument around on that economist. Then why should anybody have a gun? Because it's all happenstance anyway. Correct. It's all figures oh, and it. data. Yes, it's all it's correct. all
3: coincidence. Yep. Yeah. Fuck it's, that asshole. That's the beauty of uh it's the beauty of academia.
2: Let's look at our let's look at Taylor Sack, shall we? Brought to you by
3: ah, Mail, motherfucker.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Texas cheer liquor, big deal again this weekend coming up uh, or this week on the second. What's that, Thursday? the second uh, yeah. yes sir Texas cheer liquor number four on Palo Alto Road and 35 next to Walmart's Father's Day bottle engraving hookup this is again it's on Palo Alto Road and 35 near the Walmart It's Texas cheer liquor number four if you buy a bottle of either gentleman Jack uh, Woodford Reserve Jack Daniels single barrel or Edda Duda tequila Have the bottle engraved at no charge. Great idea for Father's Day, which I think is coming up pretty soon, is it? Since it's in the summer. So, again, that's this Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. So, if you're looking to get your old man a gift or whatever reason you want to get a bottle engraved, if you stop into the Texas Cheer Liquor, number four on Palo Alto and 35, between the hours of 5 and 8 p.m. Thursday, the 2nd, and buy either Gentleman Jack or Woodford Reserve, or Jack Daniels, single barrel or Era tequila, you will get yourself some free engraving. All right. All right. All right. That's it. We're done. Couple of uh couple of quick responses on email.
3: Did everybody um, else just hear my roommate sneeze her face off did from a sneeze? Yeah. Was
1: it a sneeze? I think we got one more sponsor as well. Okay. But yes. Um sne- it was a sneeze. It sounded like a like a pan falling yeah, and hitting okay. the ground. That's I thought what, it was like she dropped a cake pan yeah, or something. Yeah, I couldn't
3: tell if it was like a violent sneeze or something crashing It, it was something crashing. It didn't okay. sound like
2: glass, but it sounded like a
1: like a pan, like a, like uh, a cake pan.
2: Well, we've got two sponsors tonight then for the sack because I got to get ready to, I got to go get my children. Um, R&R Auto Glass. Can't think of a better place to get your glass fixed if you're have a car that needs, that has damage, whether it's Um, whether it's been in an auto accident or vandalism or just roadside damage RNR auto glass is the only place to get glass fixed in a car. I'm going to end on this because we've been on the air for two hours tonight. On family guy tonight, you'll never, you'll be shocked to know what it was about. The theme of family guy tonight. After Peter half-heartedly makes a promise to a helpful dolphin played by Ricky Gervais, the dolphin moves to Quahog. Dolphin talk tonight on Family Guy. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and,
3: and yeah, I mean, Ricky Gervais is in, uh, he's not in any hot water right now yeah. at all. Yeah. It kind of, <laughs> it's kind of synergetic on multiple levels there, buddy, if you think about it.
1: Yeah. Watch out for the killer dolphin at North Pod.
3: Shout
2: boy. out to Hector Sanchez celebrating my better half's birthday. She picked the movie and the restaurant. We saw Top Gun and it was awesome. Shout out, dude. Hell Yeah. Happy birthday! And happy birthday to your wife, Hector. Love Hector. He's a member of our barbecue committee. Great dude. All right, we went way too long again. God Almighty, I gotta go get my kids. I'm late. We're well, I... talking about
3: public policy and tickling my I know. C-SPAN
2: bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I this is, you're
3: talking to a guy that still watches multiple hours of C-SPAN programming. I I, I don't thank you, George Freeze. Like, we got a, we got two buy me, me
1: a coffee people up in here as well. Uh, okay. Tulsa State Fair Skyride says someone needs to buy me to save me. The fair votes to demolish. Fuck uh, off. Good fight. Keep Just up kidding. the good fight, <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> and then someone anonymously bought a coffee and said, sadly, in Texas today, 18 year olds can still buy an assault rifle.
2: Yes, they Which can. is the truth. Yeah. And, yeah, then, and, they can, and, and then they food.
3: can go pick up a six-pack of some Budweiser and go down to the river bottom and yep. shoot their beer cans with oh, the sure. AR-15, right? Oh, right? Because yeah. that's, I mean, thats Make that sounds it. fun. Yeah. Sounds like a great day.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right, I'm signing off on that note. Right. Got to go. Love oh, y'all I'm sorry. So hard. No, they have
3: to be 21 to
2: purchase one we of those know. items,
3: and it's not the <laughs> AR-15. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I think we need a lesson
2: to bear drinking to fifteen.
3: Hey, why did we ever change it? Uh, That's (laughs) Did we just
1: raise cigarettes to twenty-one as well? Yes. Like like last year?
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know why we did it? Cigarettes don't kill people. Because it's a public health issue. (laughs) Because we were worried about the well being of constituents and society. We were worried about the health and long-term livelihood i love you puma of individuals yes correct love LD, we did we did raise the level and we might even ban menthol cigarettes y'all see me trying to sign off and him not
2: let me do so go rangers love all the rangers all
3: dolphins are bad
2: no they're not hey don't let one dolphin hey dad
3: motherfucker hey dad uh,
2: don't let one dolphin spoil the bunch Alright, that's it. We love y'all so hard. Thank y'all very much. We'll do this again Thursday. Ah, thank you to DJ L G and the Poomer. Love you very hard. We'll talk to you on the radio show tomorrow. It's People I Wanna Punch Wednesday. On the radio show, we'll be back on Mike Taylor Live, presented by Texas Cheer Liquor on Thursday. Let Fat Mr. Mike take you out. We'll see you Thursday.
0: Come back, you puppy. Mike Taylor Live is presented by Texas Cheer Liquor.